0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to Spice Bags, where three opinionated ladies, Blanca, May and me, Dee, have a dish about food in Ireland from an international perspective. The Headstuff Podcast Network is Ireland's largest podcast network. It's a collective of shows covering everything from comedy to true crime, arts and culture to politics and food, interview shows to narrative storytelling. If you're a fan of this show or any of the shows on the network, you can join Headstuff Plus. Headstuff Plus is the one-stop shop for everything on the network, and by becoming a member, you get behind-the-scenes access, bonus episodes, exclusive interviews, early access to events, merchandise, and lots, lots more. It's just €5 plus fat per month, And when you sign up, no matter what show or shows you are supporting, you still get access to everything, all the bonus material for all the shows on the network. So for all the details and to sign up and please support us, visit headstuffpodcast.com. The World According to Wikipedia is a podcast that pops the hood of Wikipedia and invites you to take a look inside. Each episode, we will talk to someone from the Wikimedia community on topics like why are only 18% of biographies about women? Can editing Wikipedia be a protest or activism? And what is it like for the communities working on the 200 plus Wikipedias that are not in English? Subscribe on your podcast of choice and follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia. everyone and welcome to spice bags live the first ever spice bags live and we are at taste of dublin here in the ivy gardens we are closing the taste theater stage which we're really excited to do been here for five days absolutely buzzing um, out here in the ivy gardens um, i am one of the co-hosts of spice bags um, also co-hosts are blanca Valencia who's here with me and Mae Chin, who is unfortunately absent from us tonight, uh, she banjacks her knees, so unfortunately she can't make it across the across the garden to come into us. But she's here in spirit. Um, Spice Bags Podcast, for those who don't know, is the podcast that was started um, a couple of years ago, and um, we focus on telling the story and connecting with the international communities in Ireland. Our mission is to connect members of those communities and people of multiple heritage through our podcast website and our social media by sharing their food stories, memories and cultural anecdotes. And um, both of our special guests with us have been on our podcast previously and Blanca is going to introduce those now in a minute. But first of all, I just wanted to tell you two important things. The first one is that Spice Bags is part of the head stuff podcast network and where they produce our podcast for us we're very very delighted to be part of their network it's ireland's biggest podcast network and um if you go to headstuffpodcast.com you can um you can go on there and support us through that website but also see the range of podcasts that are on there from food to politics to all sorts of topics so it's well worth checking out Um, The second thing I have to tell you is that this is a little teaser of what's to come um, in season three. Season three is launching on Wednesday, the 15th of September 2021. And we have our first episode up is where we have explored Brazilian cuisine and communities in Ireland. So we're really excited to bring you that. But we have lots in store for season three. Um, I'm not going to give too much away more than that. But we'll be talking lots about it on our social media over the coming weeks. Blanca, I am going to hand it over to you to introduce our two special guests tonight. So
1: we're very lucky to have two of our favorite podcast uh, interviewees. So first of all, I'm going to introduce you to Lily Ramirez. Lily is the goddess of Mexican food in Ireland. But more importantly for me, she provides me with all my cravings for Mexican uh, <laughs> candies, uh, takis. So picado is your place to go for that type of, of food. I'm not so interested in the tacos, Lily. Sorry. I just want <laughs> the candies. Um, Kwanji, I, I have to admit, I have a little crush on Quanji. Sorry, Steve. Thank you. But, um, <laughs> Kwanji has a fabulous restaurant called Bulls by Kwanji and the Portuguese tarts are to die for. And also he has uh, two food trucks called Bites by Kwanji that won best food truck um, in, um, in the program in RTE Player. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Battle we're going to start. And food. also, this is also very important. Kwanji has the most amazing range of sauces uh, his company is called Chan Chan, sauces, and I especially love the black garlic miso. I have that and all how, the time.
0: How yeah. could you also not mention that he does spice bag seasoning? Oh, and spice I mean yeah. it ties yeah. in so well yeah. with our with our own name. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He copied thank us. Thank so Sorry, yeah. did you copy us now?
0: <laughs> thank um, you so much. Tonight we are here to record this special episode, and we are talking about food cravings because we thought food festivals is something that are. They're havens for food cravings because you're walking around, you're smelling, you're tasting, you're exploring new and different, sometimes foods you've never tried before. And it got us thinking. And, um, you know, let's talk about we all come from different backgrounds and we all have probably have completely obscure and different food cravings. So let's explore that a little bit more. And um, I want to start off by talking a little bit about. Um, I, I think I have one of the weirdest food cravings that I can't explain. I don't know where it came from. I can only maybe think that it came from uh, being having no food at home one day and just being like going to the store cupboards and just being like, OK, what well, are the press? That's why I said store cupboard. That's so American. That's your influence, Blanca. <laughs> Yours amazing store cupboard. You have me saying that now. <laughs> I went to the press, and I looked inside, and there was coca noodles or coca noodles chicken flavor cocoa noodles which are grand and like they're kind of there in case i need some sort of hit um but they just weren't giving me the kind the kick i needed so i sprinkled it in tabasco sauce and then i grated parmesan cheese on top (laughs) and they are now my shameless and craving that i can't explain but i'm not joking if i'm working from home which i do quite often I'm at home and I just am like, oh, I wish I could whip out those coconut noodles. Do any of you have any really weird cravings you can't explain, like yeah. that? Quanji would well, go to well, you that's, first.
2: That's that's pretty normal, do you know what I mean? For yeah. an Asian, like you know, the noodle thing is. Well, the a, noodle thing, and you were saying craving, I'm not you know? even
0: going for the Asian noodles. Like, are the Korean ones the yeah, really hot ones? Yeah, yeah, just...
2: yeah. But uh, yeah, the noodles thing is uh, one of my cravings. But uh, I like just cooking with, uh, vet. you know, maybe some choice some or something together. Simple at yeah. night time. But I like it really brothy. Some Asians like it dry as well. You I like it like dry. You? you like it dry. You? Yeah, there so you go. You see, <laughs> we like it really brothy. See, I know. like Topped I... up right to the top like a ramen. And then uh, we might sear a steak and then we slice it up and put it on top. Fried egg as well on the top, you know what I mean? But um, I have a, um, another craving I have is uh, I love dim sum, you know. I'm yeah. sure most people like that. But there's a chicken feet dim sum uh, that's braised, really slow. And... Um, <laughs> And it's done with a a black bean kind of chili Mm -hmm. sauce. And, like, you can literally suck. (laughs) It's literally chicken feet, and it's really braised, and the meat just falls off the bone. So you put it in your mouth, and you suck all the cartilage off it. And uh, you spit the bones out, you know. Your,
0: your craving that you can't explain is sucking chicken feet. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's I mean, chicken I feet. mean, that
0: seems pretty, Basically, pretty good craving.
2: That's really nice, yeah. It's yeah. absolutely delicious, yeah. I
1: think I can explain it, Kwanji. It's because of the collagen.
2: Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the
0: collagen. Yeah, that's yeah. what keeps your skin so uh, glowing. Well, the it, the Chinese
2: philosophy of food is like uh, whatever you eat, it goes into your body and uh, it comes out for your body, like. So if you eat like a lot of collagen, it goes into your, yeah, your knuckles and stuff like that. It helps with your joints and that, you know. So it's a, it's a belief of that, you know
0: what I mean? We so. don't have that belief here in Ireland, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Lily, what about
3: you? Oh, my God. Um, we were just before the before the podcast started, we were chatting about the weirdest one, and I was saying to Quanji that um, there's a recipe on The New York Times. It's been there for a long time in the food section. And it's actually a pot noodle. <laughs> 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 and it is so good. And it's weird because, like, as a Mexican, we, we obviously grow up eating Mexican food. And, yeah. You know, the Asian tacos are all the rage in Mexico at the moment, but it's, we're not an Asian food country, yeah. basically. So I saw these years ago, and I told no one, Because I thought this is probably the worst thing ever. (laughs) It's a packet of noodles that you uh, boil with the little curry flavor sachet on them. And then uh, just before they're ready, you crack an egg on top. That sounds lush. So you poach the egg. And then there's a slice of American single (laughs) cheese. Oh, like the easy single cheese kind of type thing? like it's plastic yellow plastic <laughs> that melts into the yeah. into the broth and then you finish it off with a, bo- a a knob of butter That is is the best and thing. is it a
0: brothy noodle like we were it's saying more mo- i like yeah. mine more dry but, but, but the
3: thing is when it, it's brothy when you're cooking it obviously but the minute the the cheese sort of thickens it yeah and then the egg yolk When it breaks, it just, oh, my God. I'm going to have to try that one. I
1: love it, but I made it for my daughters. And they said, Mom, we cannot eat this.
3: This is not (laughs) nice. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Banned in my house.
3: and, And the gas thing is, I thought it was, like, super sinful and, like, shameful. And I told no one. And years and years after uh, talking actually to May, I was like, oh, my God, I have to say this to you, Anna. Can you please? Forgive me? And she goes, oh, my God, I love that.
2: too." <laughs> of course. I'm, t- I'm just so happy that, the, yeah. you know, the noodles has reached the Mexican community. Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> here I am with my fancy Parmesan on top of noodles. I, know, yeah. I should go with the easy singles. Blanca, you haven't said what's your uh, cr- food craving that you can't explain? Well,
1: it's powdered cheese on popcorn, and if cheese was my lover, my, my husband doesn't care about other men, seriously. But with cheese, he's like, Blanca, did you eat these Cheetos? Blanca, <laughs> who ordered powdered <laughs> cheese? I mean, it's he's, he's like really the, a bully.
0: So you put powdered cheese on on popcorn? On popcorn. Mm. Yeah. Like powdered parmesan.
1: No powdered no. cheese, okay. like artificial powdered cheese from the American Star.
2: Okay, never <laughs> seen that. Never seen that before. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> you, don't you I to don't need think to make it. Try. it. Does it make them kind of like? Have you ever had Cheetos? Yeah, it's like, it's Cheetos, it like Cheetos, but without
1: the color. Mm. I oh love Cheetos. God. also. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. So um, we'll move on to the next food craving. Are you going to do that one?
1: So the next food craving we wanted to talk about was childhood food cravings. I think we've all grown up in such different environments, Mm. like Mexico. I grew up in Spain and Central America. You grew up in Hong Kong and And Ireland. Ireland. Dee grew up in temporary. So let's talk a little bit about.
0: Mine's so less glamorous. It's like (laughs) the cravings (laughs) that
1: bring us back to our childhood. Yeah. You
0: you you go first. Uh, That's
3: so simple for me because I'm like, what, 21 years in Ireland. And the first thing I learned to cook here was we call it siki soup, but it's actually just a chicken soup, a broth that it's my mother would have made it when we were growing up. It's just a, a, a whole chicken Cooked in um, water with uh, tomato, onion, garlic. Um, it's low cooked, so you developed and chicken on the bone, so you develop this delicious broth. And then they add uh, rice and chickpeas and, and what sorry chickpeaks chickpeas and chipotle pepper.
0: Mm, and awesome.
3: you kind of eat it. It's really like you you simmer it for good three hours. Um, we, we add also uh, chunks of carrots and potatoes cut in half, unpeeled. And it's just, it's like a hug from my mother. And every time I feel under the weather or I could be dying and I crawl out of bed to make that soup. And then I eat it for two days and I'm fine. It's, so we, we laugh, Alan and I, because Alan's on the audience. Alan and I laugh because we, I call it siki soup. And every time soup. I'm looking for sticky soup, he knows that I'm really dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, what about you, It's Twain? funny, uh, it's funny <laughs> when you're saying that, Lily, because um, in Hong Kong, or like we would uh, congee with my thing, you know what I mean? Like, so rice porridge, like, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, not mainly chicken. And um, my granddad used to put um, dry scallops in it. And uh, when the scallops kind of braise and cook up, it breaks up in little strands, you know, with the structure of the scallop. So it goes through the congee, you know, and fresh spring on to- onions on top, and uh, always served with fried dough, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a deep fried kind of dough stick, you know, that we do, but it's like a yeast dough stick. So you pr- you make it a, uh, make it like a dough bread with yeast in it. And you let it prove and then you deep fry it. You know what I mean? It pops up. So you, you eat it and you dip it in the congee. But like a, it's a they served that in hospitals in in Hong Kong, and you know, it's it's like your. It's like your bread and soup here, isn't it? <laughs> but that, that's what they serve everybody, you know? But that's uh, that's my to-go to. Michelle knows how to make it, actually, so.
3: Mm. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. So all that, we went through a, a period of, you know, the, the, the bun broth and all these kind of really holistic, yes, um, yeah. yet new age sort of uh, foods. And when you look at the history you know, we've been eating that for. Yeah. yeah. some. Time. It's nothing yeah. new. It's just yeah. repurposed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah. Mine. <laughs> well, I have kind of two that I really crave. And uh, one of them is kind of funny. It's not as I feel like it's not as nice as those. <laughs> but anyway, I love it. But it was um, my mom died when I was really small. And my brothers and sisters are all much older than me. So it's just me and my dad growing up a lot of the time. And so basically people would often I'd be on my own. There was no childcare as such. I'd be on my own a lot in the house. And um, on Fridays, though, I got shipped up to my granny's and she would look after me. And when I got in from school, she would make my my dinner like my and she used to always do on because it was Friday. Obviously, you couldn't have meat because good Catholics and uh, she would do fish fingers with mashed potato. But the mashed (laughs) potato was particularly like dry Um, I remember, but also the fish fingers for years, I remember trying to replicate it. And I was like, what did she do with the fish fingers? I just have this memory of them being so flavorsome now that she didn't make them. They were out of like a packet. They were probably like bird's (laughs) eye or whatever. But I realized years later that she used to fry them in butter and that's what made them so good. Now I've still, even though I've tried to do that you know, you can never make them the way someone made them for you. But I used to have such fond memories on Fridays because otherwise I was just trying to, like, do beans on toast by myself at home. But um, and then the other thing is that my dad worked in the for the Department of Agriculture. So he was very um, always getting gifts and, and, and from farmers. And he used to get specials in the local meat factory um, from the shop. So he would often bring home big bags of bones, like mm-hmm. of ribs and things like that. And that's why meat on the bone is like It's just my favorite thing, like slow cook it and just eat it. But just with some salts, like not even any dressing. So we used to put dad might boil potatoes or something. And we'd put like, you know, pork ribs or beef ribs that we've just put in the oven um, really solely for hours and then just some salt on it. And we just sit there like absolute carnivores and just took it into it. Yeah. But I really do love... Love that now, and it's definitely stayed true to me. Yeah.
2: So you're in the cartridge as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, but bone marrow is one of my favourite things. Like that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and we often would have like trotters and stuff, so yeah. pigs' feet, but I was just wasn't keen on it, and I think it was because they're just really knobbly.
2: Yeah, pigs' feet is different than chicken feet. There. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. also it's yeah. a lot harder work in your mouth. <laughs> also,
0: pig, pigs are renowned for walking around in shit. Exactly. So yeah, I just couldn't yeah. get over my over that thing of like there could be still. You know yeah sorry i yeah. probably shouldn't curse live <laughs> on air but you know yeah i yeah. couldn't get over that yeah but nice. and blanca
1: i would say one of my big childhood cravings is pupusas from el salvador oh, yeah. which is these corn uh tortillas filled with cheese and i used to go to this amusement park with my parents and there'd be ladies making them there and they're very hard to make to yeah. get the cheese inside so mm-hmm. i just get tortillas and put the cheese and <laughs> pretend it's a pupusa yeah. <laughs> ah, lovely. i'm sure lily can make them because in mexico there's we do gorditas, the similar, but it's a yeah. very
0: similar thing yeah yeah so the next one we're going to move on to is i suppose a really fun one but it's like have you ever been watching it could be tv or a movie or something a tv show or maybe it's even on social media and just really craved from watching someone's, you know, someone cooking something or maybe someone just posting about something. Um, I have a funny story to kick off. And that's um, when I watched The Sopranos for the first time. And um, I remember just like he he Tony Soprano and it was just constantly going to the fridge for like leftover uh, pasta. And also they'd be cooking constantly like the gravy or the sauces and pasta sauces. And then when he was down at the like the meat shop with the lads, they'd be like having all the kind of like meats, the Italian meats I put on. I had to go on like a post soprano diet. I started making so much pasta while I was watching the Sopranos. I started looking up all the dishes that he was eating. I get the names of them and look them up and try and make like the original Italian uh, dishes and um, or try and find like a soprano version of what it was. I honestly put on so much weight watching that TV program. (laughs) So glad there was only like a few seasons. But that was one of my really where like a movie or a TV show really uh, got my cravings going for pasta. Did you have any Kwanji? Yeah, I I
2: remember. um, Remember that film with a Netflix uh, Jaru, you know, the sushi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first time I seen that, I was like, you know, I (laughs) love sushi. Like, you know what I mean? I go eat it all the time. But, um, but just my mouth started watering and all. Yeah. I just wanted like you know what I mean. But uh, I, I remember I went on a sushi binge for like a for like a month, like <laughs> you know, after that. Yeah. And like around Dublin, and I, I couldn't get good sushi, but I was I was uh, really uh, addicted to like um, salmon sashimi. And tuna sashimi yeah. with loads of wasabi and dipped in soy sauce, like you know what I mean? Lovely. But uh, really chilled down, like you know what uh, yeah, I mean? But yeah, I had a craving make, for that for ages. Yeah. Do
0: you ever make sushi yourself, or?
2: Yeah, I make sushi myself. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I'm more of a sashimi kind of guy. I like, uh, you know, raw. But when I went yeah, to Japan too. the last time, like eating uh, sushi over there, like it was just, it was just amazing. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like raw lobster and yeah, scallops smashed. Yeah, sushi is so good.
0: Yeah. What about you, Lily? I
3: have two very notorious food cravings that came out of movies. Um, the first one, and it's crazy because apparently it's quite common here, but do you remember that movie, Julia and Julia? Yeah. Um,
0: About the, Julia Childs, the, uh, yeah.
3: Uh, Julia Childs, yes. There's a scene on that movie where Julie, you know, while she's cooking through the books of Julia Child, um, she has. there's a scene where she's frying a piece of bread in olive oil and then topping it up with fresh tomatoes, basil, and a little bit of sea salt. And I remember watching that and actually watched the scene, paused the, the DVD and went out and I was like, I have to make this because yeah. it just looks so amazing. And we're lucky that we always have sourdough in the freezer. So I took out and it, it actually is, when you have the right tomatoes, and fresh basil is the most amazing thing to have. And then, very recently, we acquired um, a new food craving from um, from a, a Netflix show. Do you know uh, Chef the movie? Yeah. Okay. They did. They do. Uh, John Fabro and Roy Choi did a kind of like a documentary yeah. sort of thing. Uh, it's A couple of seasons on Netflix. And on the first season, they make. Um, Roy Choi makes these um, spaghetti meatballs. And lads, you have to make them. They're so amazing. And they give you, obviously, they kind of show you, but there's no real, um, there's no real recipe. But you just watch the method. And we, following day, same thing, went, bought everything. 50% minced beef, 50% minced pork. You have confit garlic, in olive oil you have parmesan you have minced onion run through the um, the blender you have um uh, oh my god bread bread crumbs which we all the heels of the sourdough we just keep them in the freezer and put them through the blender to make uh bread and then a really simple you make the you make the meatballs uh, and an egg actually And you make the meatballs and cook them in the oven for about 40 minutes from raw just drizzle with olive oil and then you make your very simple tomato sauce dump the meatballs on it and on spaghetti or um linguine and honestly it is the food of gods. And I'm glad Manuela's not in the audience because she'll be giving out about it. But I'm sure it's not very uh, original Italian or authentic Italian, but it's so good. And that just became something that we do at least once a month. Yeah. There's a bit of work on it, but it just feels it just feels right. Yeah.
0: What about you, Blanca?
1: I think um, Ramen. The first time I watched that movie, that Japanese movie Tampopo, I had never had ramen. what is it i the movie tampopo okay and i was like i need to have this but it wasn't easy to get it like in madrid i don't know this is like the 90s and i was like where am i gonna get ramen but finally i found the sushi place and they had it and it was just such such a revelation just i don't know i never grew up eating noodles like that was something very you know different to what i grew up eating so when I discovered ramen, thanks to Tampopo, which is a beautiful movie. It does have some edgy sex scenes, I'll <laughs> warn you. So not appropriate for children, um, <laughs> as I discovered recently. But um, the ramen scenes are totally PG. <laughs>
0: Very good. Um, so uh, I think, like as well, there's a lot of um, Obviously, food TV now and stuff like that, and sometimes I do find myself like the way you described Lily that dish, the first one with the bread and the tomatoes. I do definitely see things being cooked, and try definitely I get inspired or cravings to try try stuff like that as well. But and um, it's
3: funny because the
0: the woman who did all of
3: the cooking for the Julia and Julia movies. She's actually, she used to work for, I think it was Sabur or Bon Appetit, I can't remember. But she's, she's American, uh, Italian-American. And she came to Ireland, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, and uh, absolutely amazing, you know. And we had a chance to meet her. And everybody was asking the same the same questions because the food in that movie looks so beautiful. Yeah. And it was at the beginning of, you know, the, you know, the, the wave of all these TV chefs and all these movies about food. And she, she was saying that they spend days trying to make the food look absolutely perfect.
0: Yeah. What about, I mean, I feel like all my cravings are around quite, like rich or lush food, I never really have healthy cravings unless I've had a pretty like, I mean, after taste now, I've been my eating's been all over the place sporadic, but also such beautiful food, I am craving kind of having a good week when it comes to food like cooking at home and having some consistency. So I'm definitely craving that and the dishes that I love making. But do you ever crave healthy foods or like kind of, you know, or the opposite? like completely trying to like undo yeah. going to de- binging like really bad food or bad food you know
2: yeah i i, <laughs> I don't over <laughs> i have this craving for uh apple pie i don't i, I don't need sweet stuff normally like i'm i'm mainly a savory guy okay but like um i must be fair. Um, um um mcdonald's have a pie actually so i do <laughs> i do a drive-through do
0: you, do you like it as well <laughs> the McDonald's apple, McDonald's,
2: yeah, apple pie. the apple pie so I, I, I nearly go through the drive free just to get that and also like um, the hash browns in the morning so uh, we get a few hash browns I get a cup of coffee and then I'll come back for if, I, if I'm if I'm feeling down running around the place like I need a bit of sugar hit I'll go, into my, go in the drive through and get an apple pie you know <laughs> that's it <laughs> Erica shaking her head there <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: What about you guys, Blanca or Lily? Do you ever crave healthy or the reverse, completely unhealthy? Or? I I never
3: crave healthy food. If I crave healthy food, I didn't. I wouldn't look like this, right? I always crave comfort, rich yeah. food. So yeah, no, for me, and I'd be. Uh, my problem is I. I have a very sweet tooth and I also have a very savory tooth. Me too. <laughs> so, like, I'd be the one who gets. get, I don't know if any of you do these, but I would go to the cinema when we were allowed to go to cinema and I'd get the biggest bucket of popcorn, then buy um, two packets of M&M's, yes. the ones with the peanuts. I love where you're going with this. Drop them in it and, and then I'd have my secret... Little bottle of tahine, which is a Mexican chili and lime powder, <laughs> and drop it on it. And I mean, Alan would be disgusted. on the oh, go it. Oh, yes. It's Does like, this make it, like soggy? Soft... It, 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 it makes them so good. Tahine oh. on anything. Oh, tahine. You know, Sorry. Yes. It's chili and lime powder. And it's just the most amazing. And if you can find, I know that the formula changed now, but it used to be one of my favorite things. You know, the peanut butter cups, the Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, Before yeah. Before they screwed the yeah, recipe, yeah. making it just disgusting. Um, the mini ones through this mix. And this, this mixture of salty and sweet, it is amazing. <laughs> is this is going
1: to be in your new cookbook. <laughs> no. This recipe, I'm going to go make it right now. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have told me. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> So for me, my healthy craving is gazpacho and gazpacho is a cold tomato soup. And the reason you crave that when you're in places like Spain or when it's really hot in Dublin is because, you know, you you need potassium in your body. So it's not a craving that I'm like being virtuous. It's just that when you're hot, yeah, the salt, the olive oil, the yeah. bread, the tomato, that's something that makes you feel better. So as my husband found out when he got sick in Spain, they said, how much caspacho are you drinking And he was like, none <laughs> he said well he's Irish. they said this needs to change sorry <laughs> um the next um, category would be a little bit about food cravings that we have from traveling to places that you know not the places we're originally from or mm. so lily
3: i I'm, I'm always craving Japanese food mm. um, Alan and I met in Japan. I don't know how many years ago, but um, <laughs> yeah, Japanese food for me is like, and and it's one of those foods that I crave and doesn't make me feel guilty because i be like you, Kwanji, I love sashimi. Me too. Um, just yeah. you need to obviously trust the place that you're having it because it's raw, raw fish, but I love a good sashimi yeah. and uh, just, you know, Just the right
2: temperature and everything. Just the right
3: temperature. It's just beautiful. And like a little bit in Mexico, it's terrible. But in Mexico, we put lime on everything, so you get like soy sauce, soy uh, sauce, sorry, with a a little bit of lime juice through it, and it's just dipping your fish on that, and just it's so clean on your palate as well. So that for me, Japanese food would
0: be. 100% One hundred percent, what I would go for. I definitely crave tuna sashimi. Out of all of the sashimi, it's like tuna sashimi for me is just oh yeah. my god! Like a good when you get it really good, it's just divine. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. love it so much. Yeah.
2: I used to do um, I used to do a a lovely piece of tuna wrapped in uh, combo seaweed when I was back in the uh, and cold days, and uh, it, it cut, I, I think I fa- uh, wrapped it in combo seaweed and I backpacked it and left it there for maybe a, a day or so, like overnight. And uh, when you take the combo seaweed off, it's like a nearly translucent when you sli- slice it, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like curd, you know? But like the flavor out of that is absolutely amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tuna, yeah. me crepe tuna as well, yeah. Absolutely. It's, mm. it's something that hits your palate and uh, it just sends signals to your, you know, like you're just buzzing straight away, aren't you? Yeah. Like, right home, so...
0: I've spent the last year craving Turkish food that I ate at Parabear, which was the last place I was in Istanbul before COVID hit last March. Um, And I had just such beautiful food when I was there. And I mean, I've had some Turkish food here, but obviously you never have until you go somewhere. I'd never been to Turkey before. And ever since I've been back, I mean, I literally... Uh, like said to the girls we have to do Turkish food like you know as part of the podcast and I'm like obsessed with Isla on uh, Cable Street I'm constantly going there for the Boric and for uh, Errol's he has the um, the Turkish sausage like which is just absolutely uh, sujuk which he does himself they make use Irish beef and then they send it to uh, Belgium to be processed to add all the paprika spices And they just have it hanging on the wall in the shop it's not even in the fridge or anything like that but i'm constantly uh just craving those flavors i just and i want to explore the cuisine more and more you know that sort of way like every time i go into the shop i chat to them now and i take home even more products than i have tried before so i think you can get really addicted to the flavors of and it wasn't that like The trip was so amazing. There was nothing wrong with the trip and the place was fantastic. It was just the flavors just really for me, just and also the style of food on so many levels. I just had to have it here when I came back. And I think also we forget
3: that food is so sensory and a lot of the times it's connected. It's not as much the food as, as it is the moment where you're having the food, the company, the, the time yeah. and the, the, the space where you're having it, it's an entire experience. And I think a lot of the cravings from, at least from traveling, yeah. comes through the memories of that yeah. moment.
2: Like, I'm dying I'm dying to get back to Hong Kong, now, I'd hopefully say next so. year. But uh, there, there's, a, <laughs> there's a delicacy in Hong Kong, in the hot pot places, like, you know what I mean? It's... Um, uh, Chicken testicles, you ever, you, ever, you ever hear them? No, <laughs> you
3: testicles, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. it's All a again. delicacy in,
2: uh, in <laughs> Hong Kong. But uh, you, you, the testicles come out on ice, like you know, what I mean, and then uh, you pop it into the hot uh, stock, yeah, like a like a Szechuan kind of like a um, pepper kind of you know, really hot, like spicy. But you get this little basket, you know, and uh, you kind you, of you swerve them around just for a couple of seconds and then you, you put it in your mouth. And they actually burst, you know what I mean? So, oh my I know, yeah. Yeah. But it's absolutely delicious, so it is. Yeah.
0: You lost me at the testicles on <laughs> ice. I was just like, the, the, the yeah, I'm such the a visual of this. <laughs> okay. You
2: know? Uh, oh, no. you, can I
3: ask a question? Yeah. Where, where, this is stupid, but where physically? Are they in the chicken? I don't know, but
2: like uh, it comes, it, it comes out on ice, you know what I mean? Cause, so cause I'm sure that, they're somewhere, you know. Now I'm gonna go around looking at every
3: damn chicken I see
0: and go, where are the testicles? Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh my god! It must be inside. I don't know. It's probably inside.
0: I've never seen anything hanging off them. Are they big? Like, I mean, um, they're 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 about
2: as size my uh, the size, size my uh, top of my uh, little finger there, you know. So very yeah. visual, very yeah. very visual. Yeah. So think about that now, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Blanca, do you have any travels that you've. And like you can crave, I think you can crave even not have gone somewhere and crave wanting to try the food from somewhere. But do you have any that you're.
1: Uh, not the testicles, <laughs> but the hot pot. I love Sichuanese hot pot. Oh, yeah. And May, I'm always like, May, please, can we go for a hot pot? She's like, no, we're in COVID. I'm like, oh, you're a bitch. <laughs> I want to go for, I really, if there's anybody here, go for a hot pot. You can go yeah, with me. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, let's go together. Okay. Chicken testicles. Mm. I, that to me <laughs> is the ultimate. I'll,
2: I'll, <laughs> I'll order some. I'm sure to get some, some from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That, that is my fan. Any Anything that's shared, like hot pot, sukiyaki, fondue, I love it. So yeah. I'm, I feel, you know, lately I haven't been able to enjoy these, yeah. these sharing dishes. So
0: is there anywhere you guys are craving to travel and try the food that you've never been before now that I suppose now that COVID's coming, well, not to say to an end, but that things are being lifted? Everyone's dreaming about flying off somewhere. Is that anywhere you're dreaming of flying off and trying the food that you might have seen over? the last year that you weren't able to I go to.
2: to. I'd love to go back to uh, Spain again, you know. Spain, yeah. yeah just, Let's um, go together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the food there is amazing, Steady. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but the the chefs there are even down to the three stars down on down like but they're so they're so forward thinking and they're so like uh, adaptable with stuff like it's uh, I think it's just um from years like the Spanish Amada. I mean, you know, there's so much culture there from years and years and years rooted like you know. But, like, um, you can really see the history, you know, of, uh, like, Spanish food coming up, you know. So, yeah, yeah very it's, tasty. it's a fun
1: place to go to, definitely. Yeah, we should do Lily, what
3: about you? I don't know. For me, it's been a really difficult year because um, I lost my dad to cancer uh, in March and I couldn't go home. And I was meant to go home for last year for his 80th birthday. And obviously, with COVID, we had to cancel everything. And, and yeah. it, was, it was a difficult ending a difficult passing for him so i think at the moment the as soon as i can get on a plane and feel safe to do so i'm going to go home and we've agreed that we've been dying to get to uh oaxaca in mexico because i'm not i'm from the north part of mexico and oaxaca's in the south so after seeing spending some time with the family we're definitely going to do 10 days in oaxaca and just go nuts on all of the stuff that I've been watching on Instagram for the last three years that we haven't been able to um, to do. So yeah, for me, it's home. <laughs> That's so nice. Blanca?
1: Yeah. I think Greece. Greece, yeah. nice. I've never been, and I have a couple of friends from Greece, and whenever I see the same thing, their Instagram posts, I'm like, I need to get there. Just, yeah, the food looks it's Mediterranean mm. so it looks familiar but it's also very different yeah and I love their use of cheese which in Spain we really don't cook with cheese at all so I, I love um I really want
0: to get there yeah. yeah and for me it's Brazil because obviously I just got married but um Marcio's been dying to Marcio's been dying to go home to Brazil and like we've started to cook and have Brazilian food at home but I, I just really want to go over and experience it firsthand and He talks about his mum's cooking, you know, I just I can't wait to have that experience with him and his family. So yeah, same as you, Lily. As soon as it's possible to go to South America, just definitely Mm. hopefully we'll get over there early next year. But I think that's a really nice place to finish it on in terms of dreaming about travelling and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll all get to go to our destinations sooner. Um, just want to thank Lily and Kwanji for joining us. Thank, thank you, thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us. It's been so, us, so us, yeah. nice, yeah. It's
2: so great to be out and chatting, yeah. you know, and in the middle of a uh, field. In, uh,
0: I don't know if you double.
3: remember, you were the very first episode of Spice, Spice, right, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember when I got invited thinking, can I actually go to studio and can we like it? was it was such a scary time. Cause it was at the beginning of the pandemic, so yeah. it's great to actually be able to sit here and chat face to face with no masks, observing the distance, but still, you know, out and about. Yeah, well, uh, we
0: recorded most of season two myself, Blanca, and May through a software online you know like on our phones we just we weren't able to get into studio so that's why we're putting down the poor quality of it so if anyone's listening to season two but um yeah no I mean you just have to get through don't you but it was so nice the three of us to have it I think it brought us kept us going we kept it busy kept ourselves busy with it, and developing the website and the blog and our social media and stuff it's been such a trip and we're so excited to release season three we have so many fun episodes already recorded the Brazil episode is amazing I know I'm biased now but like also just like it is really good Um, we interviewed interviewed Fabiano who uh, owns Sugarloaf Bakery on Dorset Street he is incredible isn't he Blanca
1: he is the most charismatic chef ever after Kwanji sorry
2: (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, guys, congratulations on uh, yeah, pushing, thank you. you know, li- small unknown cultures, you know, forward in the podcast and stuff like that, which normally don't get really highlighted in the main media kind of features, you know. So congratulations. And, thank you. know Thank you. Thanks.
0: And thank you so much to Taste of Dublin for having us to close the Taste Theatre after five long days. My throat is finally starting to give in. So um, thanks to Ali Dunworth for co-hosting with me over the week. It's been absolutely amazing. And for everyone who joined us here, um, yeah, stay tuned. And we'll be back with more episodes very, very soon. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank Thank you.